I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. We now have a lumpy mailbox, and I saw how it happened. I thought for a while that the catalogs must fight their way into the mailbox to spawn, you know, like salmon swim upstream to spawn. But no, it's Bill, our mail guy, who's causing the problem, and I caught him this morning. He had his dead cigar clenched between his teeth, and he had one foot propped up on his truck to get traction, you know, and his biceps were straining, and he had a a look of grim post office determination on his finely chiseled features and on several of his uh, little chins there. And he was triumphantly cramming the last catalog of the day into the mailbox, and he slammed the lid back on, and he, he gave himself a high five, and he spun around to face me, and he hit me with his dirty joke of the day, you know, the one about the lady golfer and the genie. You know, most of you probably know that one. Anyway, then they gave me this, this postal employee smirk, and he folded his arms, and he was watching me while I put my foot up on the mailbox. And I reached in there, and I gave a, a mighty heave so I could give birth to all that stuff that had just crammed in there. And along with the catalogs were the monthly magazines. Those are the same old stuff on those things. Why, why don't they come up with some interesting new titles? For example, they could have a financial magazine called Gimme, the Magazine of Money. That'd work, huh? Or, for people who like horses, good horse-keeping. My Lady Wonder Wench could make that a stable staple, I guess. How about Crashing? A magazine for pilots whose subscription to Flying Magazine has run out. You know, that makes more sense than you might think, because we pilots tend to forget things, like, you know, which of those levers lowers the landing gear and which one stops the engine. It can be embarrassing. But the catalog that caught my eye was from an outfit called Land's End. Now, wouldn't you think that a catalog from Land's End would be about boats or fishing gear or something like that? It's not. It's a, it's a clothing catalog. Now, I admit, I have the fashion sense of a fire hydrant, you know. But the Land's End catalog was cuddled right up against Wonder Wench's Victoria's Secret catalog, so it kind of got my attention. All right. It's my Victoria's Secret catalog. What about it? I put Wonder Wench's name on it because I know Bill looks it over pretty good before he stuffs it into the mailbox. And I don't want any of those wise postal guy smirks like I know he'd give me if the subscription had my name on it. Besides, I always make sure that Wonder Wench sees it, which is, I think, what Victoria has in mind. Interestingly, though... uh, Anytime Wonder Wench makes any comment about the stuff that's in the Victoria's Secret catalog, it's usually something to the effect of how uncomfortable those thongs must be. I don't know. They don't look uncomfortable to me. Hope springs eternal, I guess. Anyway, I figured I'd flip through that Land's End catalog, and it was fascinating. One page had this bunch of guys standing around like you would at a class reunion, and they're smiling like guys do who get paid to stand around in catalogs, you know. And I I admire that because as a former disc jockey, I'm always looking for ways to get paid for doing nothing. But all the guys in the catalog picture were wearing nothing but underwear. And the next 
facing page had a bunch of women there who looked like they may have been at a needlepoint convention, but they were wearing nothing but bras and panties. Now, while I'm thinking about it, how come the word bra is singular and the word panties is plural? That's not reality, is it? Of course not. Non-reality is fantasy, right? Well, my life is kind of a slightly derailed train of thought, which is a little bit of a trip to fantasy land. And I was thinking that if I were one of the guys in the underwear picture in the Land's End catalog, I would probably be saying to the guy next to me, hey, why doesn't that idiot close the catalog so we can get together with the girls? But I didn't hear a word out of those guys. Speaking of fantasies, we have a story called The Prince of Fantasy from the Bedtime Story CD coming up in just a few minutes. And it is a no-kidding-around fantasy about something that almost happened to Wonder Wench and me. And I gotta tell you, I'm glad it didn't. But back to the fantasy catalog people. At least the people in the underwear ads looked happy. And that's nice. I like happy people. But the, the people in the perfume ads who were mostly naked to begin with and I would think therefore should have the best shot at having the, the really good parties, you know, they don't look happy at all. They, they all look like either one of them or maybe the photographer involved must have had beans for lunch. It's terrible. Sports Illustrated had a big spread about Mitt's third baseman David Wright this issue. There's this picture of him standing up there like a statue with a bat, looking menacing, raw power, the thrill of the game, you know? He gets the computer readout on the pitcher. He gets the weather radar from um, the game site and also from two neighboring states because he needs to know which way the wind is blowing for the curve or the sinker or whatever. Get a complete satellite photo analysis, you know? And then he adjusts his batting gloves. Have you seen that? The batting gloves. Got to have the ones with the right sponsor logos for this particular inning, I, I think. It's, it's not dictated by the manager. It's, it's dictated by his financial advisor. Anyway, batting gloves, of course, are different from running gloves. And they are much different from catching gloves. I really like baseball. I always figured they ought to combine basketball and hockey. Make the guys play basketball on ice. Make a much funnier game, wouldn't it? Time for Dick's Details. Very interesting but completely unimportant facts that can squeeze the important stuff out of your mind so you can nod off comfortably. The only continent in the world where there has never been a war is Antarctica. When you think about it, it kind of makes sense because it's probably too cold for parades there. You know what everybody does every two to ten seconds? Everybody? We blink. Every two to ten seconds. And every second, your alert senses send 100 million messages to your brain. Whereas once you pass the age of 35, I think most of those messages from your senses to your brain are like spam. According to our Dick's Details research, you will blow your nose about 250 times this year. And may you blow ever so gently and sweetly on someone else's beautiful nose even more often. Dick's Details. They take your mind off your mind. 
We were having some fun with fantasies a little while ago. Fun fantasies are fine. I've had my share of good ones. You know, hitting a walk-off homer for the Mets. Doing a love scene with Catherine Zeta-Jones, or, or better yet, with Wonder Wench. Getting to fly the space shuttle up to fix the Hubble Space Telescope. This kind of thing that fantasies for a lot of guys like me who fly little four-seat airplanes. But I don't know what would have happened to my life if my walk in Prince Fantasy's land had ended up this way. Once upon a time there was a sometimes land where the rain was soft and the sun was gentle and the summer birds were yellow and blue and hearts were warm and smiles were tender and friends were always true. It was Prince Fantasy's land, a magic place, where you could go to close your eyes and watch for your name and lights, and listen for the crowd as it cheers you on, and feel and smell the hot breath of someone beautiful on your naked skin. You could taste soft, wet lips all night long. Long live Prince Fantasy. Blessings on his lovely land. I met you in his castle in the park. I was just passing through, I thought. Your hair was long and soft dark brown then, and you walked with a high-heeled, head-tossing, easy-smiling self-confidence. You had your own apartment, your first new car, and a good start on a promising career, and a doll that you'd had since you were just a little girl. You let me touch the tender, empty place inside you that needed to be filled. You sucked my kisses in and nursed away my needs. And the rain was soft, and the sun was gentle, and the summer birds were yellow and blue. Our hearts were warm, and our smiles were tender, and we promised that we'd be true. I didn't expect to meet you there. I thought I was just passing through. I really didn't have time for love. I was hard at work selling chunks of my heart, and fragments of my dreams, and the last few ounces of my self-respect to ladies' success. It was just one lovely summer, and one amazing early autumn long ago. It shouldn't matter anymore. Your long dark brown hair would have silver streaks now. Do you still need your doll? Has your apartment become a house on the hill full of love and warmth and truth? Or did you and I make the same mistake? Did you lose half your heart because you were afraid to give it all away? Do you still have an empty place inside that needs to be filled? It took me all this time to find out that I do. It's a place full of loneliness and joy and magic and fear. And I can feel them all every time I wonder if you still go for walks in Prince Fantasy's magic park with your high heels and your easy smile your little girl doll tossing your soft silver streaked hair or has it been too late too long since we were Fantasy's children closing our eyes and watching our names and lights listening for the cheers feeling hot breath on our lovely naked skin and tasting soft, wet lips all night long. Would you care that I finally learned that the fantasy was real? 
when the rain was soft and the sun was gentle and the summer birds were bright yellow and blue and our hearts were warm and our smiles were tender. And now I know the magic was always you. That's the Prince of Fantasy from the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com and click on the Bedtime Stories icon on the homepage. A little housekeeping here, if you don't mind. If you like these podcasts or you like the everyday blogs at DickSummer.com slash DSblog, or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com. Would you please tell a couple of friends, because they might like them too, and you'll be doing me a big favor. Thank you very much. So what have we learned? Fantasies can be fun, or they can be full of fears. Either way, you know, I think we need them. Hey, they send some of those 100 million signals per second to our brains. They have a lot to do with making our mailboxes lumpy. And most important, I think they're sometimes very powerful reminders that we ought to be awful grateful that our lives didn't turn out quite like that. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.